like three days of basically wedding celebration, and I'm so tired. I was about to do the podcast, but do we want to talk about what it's like to watch your girlfriend getting married? It's bizarre. <laughs> so fucking weird, y'all. It really makes you think, you know how sometimes you're at a wedding and you're like thinking about your own romantic history and future and you're like, gosh, will I ever get married? Who would I have married? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, this person is my main romantic interest right now. So that's kind of a, that's kind of a miss. Did you think about objecting? <laughs> yeah, did they give you the option? You know, actually, and you're yes. like, I'm sleeping with the bride, and everyone's like, we know. It's so weird. Like a bunch of people there who all objected as a bit. That would be very good. Actually, only yeah, any only only three people there were sleeping with her besides the group. So, <laughs> um, you know, not a not a an insane number. Uh, Do you guys have like a group chat? It's quite a no, but it was it, it was interesting because the the two sets of parents. Um, were were well only her mom out of the four of them knows about things so like it would have been i could so have all been of these strange men came up to greet the, her on the wedding day on the family I, on the wedding yeah. day and all these strange people okay sorry i was actually <laughs> actually most of the people there that are sleeping with her are not men uh, other than her husband but no. you didn't answer my do you guys have do, you, do is there a group chat question there are a few have you unionized? Um, I would. I actually think we maybe should unionize. Yeah, you should maybe unionize. Um, Do they have different see. purposes? These group chats? Well, Is there like a management wine chat? In a like <laughs> well, if <laughs> have p- other people in the queue? I'm sorry. Up I'm, with sorry other I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are you or holding a balloon animal in your left hand? Uh yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the beginning and the end of the world. Intro is over. What should we do? Hazing Loveless fall into tiny breaks for every day. We are balling the bride. There's <laughs> 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 a sea and cake joke for the real ones out there. It's yeah. a joke for me and Matt only. <laughs> it was the lyrics to Jack the tier, Ball. One tier amazingly. One what? tier amazingly. We are <laughs> balling the bride. <laughs> Travis gonna disappear for a couple of minutes, come back and be like, "Why are you guys talking about a song called Jacking the Ball?" <laughs> Literally, oh, the only the ball cake. it's it's uh, one of the best songs. It's it's one of the three songs on my perfect songs playlist that I stopped <laughs> updating because I liked the things that were on it. An indie rock band with jazz influences from Chicago, Illinois, much like Bob Odenkirk, folks. It's as you know. I'm Ian Benson. Joining me. As always, he is now successful for constantly getting arrested and being drunk. It's Matt Ciani. It's <laughs> a pretty good bit. It's a good. It's a good bit. There's some good. There are some good bits. He, <laughs> in the last week alone, he got engaged, broke off the engagement, had a hit record, 
started a religion, I think. I'm not really sure what all was going on with that guy. No, it's he's Stephen in a Christian Doughton. rock band. Oh, yeah. He's right. in a, a Christian new wave Won a blowjob competition. <laughs> I forgot, right? Won the blowjob competition. And all I could think about the whole time was my partner I broke up with. It's, yeah. it's hard. It's hard. And finally, joining us as always, he's fresh off the January 6th hearings. Uh, it's Travis Martin. <laughs> Justice for Jimmy Pesto, everyone. <laughs> Every sorry. time he appeared, I was like, oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Is that? Yeah. Wait. The, the, one of the guys. Jay, Jay Johnston. Jay, yeah. Well, like one of my favorite guys on Mr. One Show. of the best guys. Yeah. He's he's the guy it who was does him the and story Ariel of Pink. Everest. He's so good. And John Mouse. <laughs> but yeah, it was him. <laughs> him and Ariel Pink stormed the Capitol. And then Bob's Burger fired him because he was the voice of Jimmy Pesto Sr. He was he was the, I'm sorry. He's was the guy he, who punches Bob Odenkirk because his girlfriend's never gonna feel clean again. He's the one that she where, lost that the block job. The, he's the one that left the bar the same direction as Bob for an entire sketch too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you couldn't tell, uh, on this week's as you know the podcast that is dedicated to covering the first and last episode of every television show because we have been cursed to do so. We talked about Mr. Show with Bob and David, the HBO sketch comedy series. Uh, starring Bob Odenkirk and David Cross that aired on HBO from November 3rd, 1995 to December 28th, 1998, running for 30 episodes over four seasons. It's the fastest I've ever gotten into that after that doing the intro. That is what it is. That's and exactly it felt so, good. So why did we do, why did we do Mr. Show? Because we're going to uh, blow up the moon. So I picked Mr. Show this week uh, for a few reasons. One, uh, we've never done a true sketch comedy show, like in a really rough sense. You could call Jackass one, maybe. But yeah, uh, literally rough. Sketch show, and for a long time, I've had In Living Color on my list of possible. Well, that ones makes to pick. sense. Mm -hmm. But uh, as we record this, it's the eve of the final episode of Better Call Saul, um, and Bob Odenkirk now, to many people, has been playing. He's been playing Saul Goodman for a, about fifteen years now, yeah. winning Emmys, just like putting up those dramatic bona fides and we don't and like while he uses his comedy chops in it we don't see that as often from him except when he pops up like and i think you should leave in the triples is best sketch or he has uh, every type of classic car yeah or when they revived uh, when they did a pseudo version of this show called with bob and david on netflix stuff yeah. like that uh and uh you know david cross also is very fit. like it's interesting to think about both of these guys and their careers since then but i've yeah. never seen any of mr show it has every alt comic of the 90s and 2000s on it at some yeah. point even fucking pat and oswald was an uncredited extra in the background <laughs> of that sketch we were talking about oh with the blowjob contest he's eating at the table next to them i wow like wow <laughs> when scott ackerman appeared i said yeah. oh my god it's hot saucerman even though i knew that scott ackerman <laughs> would at some point appear Dude, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah can we get a rundown of everybody who's on watch now, uh, well, first of well, all, Mary let's Lynn welcome. is an all-star now. Yeah. Let's welcome Mary Lynn Ricecup and Tom Kenny. Have we had Tom uh, we Kenny? We've Adventure Time and SpongeBob. But he was on Johnny on. Bravo. Oh. oh, but we didn't. But we didn't watch any episodes with Carl. Did he? Voice okay, I couldn't remember. Uh, I couldn't remember if he was like additional voices. He might have been like obviously his voice. Actors, I think. Like, I think he was. Ad, I'm pretty sure he was additional voices. I'm just going to assume. Yeah, Tom Kenny was there. Okay. It's so hoist weird the that jersey, Bob but like we're really gonna hoist the jersey eventually for 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 Mary Lynn. <laughs> is that the <laughs> what a weird pairing for Mary Lynn Rice Cup to make it? Yeah, for this in twenty four. Can you believe that fucking SpongeBob is still not over? It's not over. That's so. Fucked. It's still airing. They're making new episodes of SpongeBob. 
There's it's an entire terrible. generation of kids who grew up with it who don't know the like didn't watch the episodes that like we grew up watching or whatever. Like, like yeah. never saw it when it was funny. They only know that through memes. Yeah. Yeah. And probably reruns. I'm sure they played the classic ones too. But uh, how long has SpongeBob been on? Since 1999. It has been Jesus. on for 20. So Tom Kenny got SpongeBob like mm, the moment Mr. Show ended. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. God damn. And he'd been. He was also doing. He did Cat Dog. Yeah, and yeah. He, Rocco's then Modern later, Life. You know, he's an Adventure Time. I mean, time he's in Adventure King. Time like crazy. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. I love Tom Kenny. Tom Kenny's great. He's looking yeah. like uh, uh, Ryan Stiles in this first episode. Literally, <laughs> when he walked on screen, Alex was like, is that the guy from Who's Line? And I was like, no, it's just a lanky man wearing khakis. It's not Ryan Stiles. And then you were like, no, that's it's Spyro the Dragon. Have some it's respect. Like, yeah, that's SpongeBob. SpongeBob SquarePants. That's Patchy Wait, the Tom Pirate. Kenny voices, Tom Kenny voices... When does he voice Spyro the Dragon? In the original? Voices. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh my god, really? Steven is just... Anything where Steven David has Cross just learned that the two greatest influences on childhood him are yeah. the same person. He, I was about he to was, ask him. Yeah, Tom Kenny, 1999 to present. He's also been Carlos Elasricky, uh wow. Elijah Wood, Justin Long, and Jason Ritter have all voiced wow. Spyro at different points, but it's mainly Tom Kenny. A lot of, lot of fucking kings on this show. Um, just, just really like wall-to-wall people who I feel like we could spend half of an episode just talking about all of the crazy... Yeah involvement that they've had in various forms of media. Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah. Paul F. Tompkins. I love Paul F. Tompkins. Brian Posehn. Brian Posehn. <laughs> Sarah Silverman. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a shitload. Um, have we not done anything that Cross was in? Like, just as... Like, no, we haven't done a Development. Versus, yeah, no, we haven't done AD. We're not a... We haven't gotten... Divin, Dovin into the IFC catalog to watch the mm. increasingly poor decisions of Todd Margaret yet. Is <laughs> Dovin a word? Can, are we accepting Dovin now? We haven't dove in to language moves. <laughs> Steven Dovin. <laughs> so I guess Bob, Bob, Bob and David, you're both on watch. Uh, Tom Kenny, you're in. Mary Lynn, you're in. Paul, you're on watch. Who else? We're gonna do. We're gonna do the you know comedy we'll bang bang uh, TV. Say, yeah. We'll do the horse program one day, and we'll get Paul F. Tompkins. Uh, I, I I love an anecdote from Paul F. Tompkins. He was on the uh, the internet talk show slash former UCB sketch show, uh, the George Lucas talk show. And this was right after Bob Odenkirk had had his heart attack. Mm. And uh, in the credits for the follow the, the like four episode special follow up that Netflix did with Bob and David, it said special thanks to and then listed a bunch of the original Mr. Show cast that had participated in it. So it said with special thanks to Paul F. Tompkins and on a bit as the show, they called uh, Odenkirk, who again, like two days, mere days before, had had his heart attack. Yeah. And it is his first public appearance since then is on the phone uh, as Paul F. Tompkins is holding it up on the microphone and saying, Bob, I'm so dreadfully embarrassed. I just realized that in that show that we did years ago, you said with special thanks, and I just forgot to say, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> And Bob Odenkirk is like, well, you know, I've been waiting so long and you're the first to do it. And, you know, that's just so kind. And I was like astounded. Uh, well, there's one other person who's on watch and that's Scott Adsit. Uh, if we ever do 30 Rock. Uh, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Uh, he's the guy. He's the guy who's incontinent. Uh, yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I got to say, Bob, a million times better than David. David. 
just embodies the idea that comedy is acting as annoying as you can. I disagree, but that's just because so many people do it so much worse than he does. Yeah, I mean, also, there are the Dane Cooks of the world, but like his, right? He is dude hard to watch. I had a ten-minute conversation about Good Luck Chuck the other day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Good Luck Chuck, and there was another one because it was talking about the specific pheno- phenomenon where I believe there are two Dane Cook movies where the premise is you get with him. And that you sleep with him, and then immediately after, you meet the love of your life. Wait, what's the other one? I can't remember, but I was talking because someone was like, "Also, oh, there's another." One. I think there were two. Um, that that's too that's too specific of a plot. Well, like one, it's like a one, it's like the whole point, and the other one, it's kind of, I think, played for a joke in some way. But anyways, Dan mm-hmm. Cook, terrible. Yeah, but David on crossing up and down on. Uh, you know, Tobias Funke is a perfect I performance. Love Tobias Funke, right. his character, his stand-up um, can be hit or miss. He does seem like, in general, he's kind of an abrasive person who can be a bit of a dick sometimes. He did have in the first episode he had my favorite bit, which was Hitler sings. Um, <laughs> otherwise, the first, the first episode really had more misses than hits, but that I agree. one I think. But they, uh, you could see them get it together by the end, though, so it was yeah. good. I was like, I know yeah. that this was good. It was a comedy this, pilot. Yeah. It also, like, I don't know, Ian can vouch for this. Uh, any anytime, anytime somebody does a bit where they just ha- make indecisive noises, like you've asked them a really tough question. When the part in my didn't. notes that say, Stephen loves this it's because it's a bit. real sword. <laughs> it's a real sword bit. It's exactly the real sword bit. And I didn't realize it at the time, but I feel like Justin McElroy had watched this episode before the real sword bit. Um, or just it's it was in his brain, or who knows? It's a good bit, but yes, the it's a good bit. the the th- the third phone call, and then the guy just going. Yeah. I was like, mm, this is Steven This is Steven's ideal comedy form. It is, yeah. It actually yeah. is. I mean, and then and then when they called, like, and then and then when they called, we're getting into it now. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. And then when they called the the guy who was doing was on the golf course. He's yes. like, I told you not to interrupt me on vacation. And they're like, oh, this guy wants to know if he can change for a dollar. And he's like, oh, okay. I'm sorry like, I snapped uh, at you. Yeah, that shit. And then shit. just it starts stomping around the golf so, course. That shit's so good. It's that your favorite thing. It is your so favorite good. style of humor. That whole sketch was a big miss for me, except for Bob's delivery of, uh, <laughs> shit, it's too late for me to fly back. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> I don't know. Returning to the guy at the end and just going, nah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Did you guys have uh, any prior experience with Mr. Show specifically before? Yeah. None. Tons. I've seen the whole show twice. Really? Yeah. All right, look at this guy over here. He's seen mm. the show twice. Mr. Mr. Comedy. Well, he's seen the Mr. whole Comedy. fucking show. Let's yeah, look I mean, at Mr. Mr. Show over here. That's not a surprise. Matt was actually Mr. Comedy for a while there. Remember? I that was, was going to yeah. That was his variety his show. And why he's the only person who knows Adam Sandler movies yeah. uh, even more than I do often. <laughs> I was going to say that Matt... Uh, I don't know if this is going to get me in a lot of trouble. <laughs> you look a little bit like David Cross. <laughs> <laughs> just this. you look a little bit like David Cross. He's just a bald like, guy with like glasses. Current, well, yeah. like current David Cross has a beard, although he has a big bushy one. Yeah. David in this looks so fucking 90s. Yeah. Oh, Do I look like David Cross now? No, show. you don't look like David Cross. <laughs> Only Matt looks like David okay, Cross. Okay, I just needed to check. I, uh, for those of you listening at home, I have now put on a pair of blue light glasses I, to see. I think that Matt's face shape and beard structure and like general... I don't know. He looks a little bit. He looks a little bit like yeah. David Cross. Sure. 
You know, um, that's not you know what I, I, Yeah, uh, the the thing I want to say, there's been a talk, a lot of talk about this lately. Bob Odenkirk has always been and will always be hot. He's like Thank a really you. classic handsome guy. Yeah. Like it's a very interesting pair. Yeah. I think it's part of why I don't think of him as a comic actor too, as he's like such the straight man, Dude, like in appearance, and then does, yeah, he does something so amazing throughout this show that I, I actually used to talk about when I was watch like rewatching it the first time, where he will be his own straight man and deliver these insane lines that they'll just give him because like the straight man giving the line is like the fucking funny. He, he, do, he yeah. does it really well. The sketch right. of the Hindi finale. The priest, like, oh, I won the priest. The priest, the, the priest yeah. when he's like, now listen, there was the implicit agreement yes. because yeah, when yeah, he yeah. did the thing Last that no one verbally time, agreed to, you yeah, did give him a cigarette, so which now means <laughs> that we I, have bought into this. It's so funny yeah. because, yeah, I guess we all are team Bob if we had to pick. Because yeah. it, I, like, why? I was, why do I have to pick? I, fair enough. I'm choosing I was watching pick, David Cross eat glass. I was watching David Cross eat glass, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm so <coughs> over this. I don't need this, like, gross-out comedy. And then he comes in, and he's like, well, last time he, he, he made a bet, and nobody said anything, yet when he finished, we gave him a cigarette. And that set the precedent that our... Uh, silence was actually an agreement to the bet, so therefore we must all be a slave for a year. And he delivered it in such a way that was so funny that I can't possibly recreate. And I was like, fuck, this is good. Has <laughs> anyone here <laughs> other than me thing. seen the Steven Spielberg pretty alright film The Post? No. That has both of them in it. And it was announced they were both going to be in it, and I was like, well, I mean, he's not going to make them talk, and that'll be disappointing. And then, like, within the first scene, they're next to each other, and I'm like, I'm now watching Mr. Show, right? Like, <laughs> this is just an episode where Tom Hanks is the guest. What's happened? Should we get into a bio of these two guys and, like, the, the yeah. sort of this development show, of Mr. Show? Yeah. Which dates back. Odenkirk and um, Cross meet. I think they meet uh, because of the Ben Stiller show. Which ah, yeah. is one of those shows that only lasts one season, but also has that tremendous impact. I didn't fucking know that existed. Yeah, it was on MTV. That's uh, that shit's got to be garbage, right? Is I only knew that show existed because Ian used to reference the Bruce Springsteen bit. From Counting yeah, with Bruce so Springsteen. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, uh, the, he, he, the, it's Stiller again doing Springsteen and it's just, um, the boss is at, it's like they're at, just at a bar and then in Jersey and like the boss shows up and keeps playing and they're like, woo, yeah. And then it's like the bar is closing and he's still playing. He starts <laughs> mopping up. They're like, oh my God, dude, you can go home. Uh, it's great. That's good. And before that, Bob wrote on SNL too, right? Hired as a writer in 87, worked there to 91. Met Robert Smeagol. Smeagol? Smeagol. Robert uh, Smeagol. It's, and it's, Robert, it's Robert Gollum. Yeah, Robert Gollum yeah. and Conan O'Brien, which, oh, Conan O'Brien, yeah, you're on watch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he appears oh, hey, in it. But yeah, so he, he uh, does a bunch of work on SNL. Uh, he returns to Chicago. You know, he works, uh, he, he, he gets kind of like, does like a one-man show, gets kind of like falls back into love with comedy thing. And he's like, I'm going to leave the show. I'm going to pursue performing in my own way. And that's where he's hired for the cast of the Ben Stiller show, which is where he meets, I guess, David Cross, mm -hmm. who had been doing stand-up before 
and then moves I guess yeah it starts as stand up and then from there moves into television writing with some people he met on the stand up uh, circuit like Louis, Louis C.K. <clears throat> but um, you know he then, did not appear on this yeah so he he had done his he had done his work as like a stand up comedian gets hired as a writer on the Ben Stiller show they meet HBO had independently kind of looked at both of them as potentially being a thing to do a show for because they were looking for more comedy things mm -hmm. and they just came up with the idea of basically like I mean all they do is they're like we'll, we'll just do a sketch show but the sketch was a link from one to the other exactly like Monty Python's Flying Circus yeah but yeah well and at this time HBO is primarily known for comedy like for doing stand-up specials and stuff like that and then like boxing like I don't like this was this might even be pre Arliss or something like I, like HBO is uh, I think probably mostly a movie and comedy channel at this time. Uh, well, so the thing is, is they had both also appeared or done something with the Larry Sanders show, which right. is before that as Pretty well nice. on HBO. Another thing we should do sometime. Um, so, or like they both just appeared on it and they were like, these guys pop. And then they gave them a sketch show that is uh, a lot of fun. And I like the bit where they thank a random celebrity in the credits of each episode, but you couldn't see it on HBO Max because they cut the credits. Uh, oh. But uh, in the final one, I got to catch it, and it was... Um, uh, fuck, I, I can't remember who it was. Like, it just flashed across the screen, and I was like, wait a minute. That was a totally... I think it was Ari Fleischer, the <laughs> like press secretary for, for George Bush. Mike, I think that was who it was. I was just like, wait a minute, which, you know, of course. So uh, my relationship with uh, uh, Mr. Show is the getting into some, you know, sort of alt comedy stuff, learning that a lot of it traces back to Mr. Show. And I don't know if I, I don't think I'd ever seen like full episodes, but like watching a lot on like random clips on YouTube of just the individual mm -hmm. sketches. Which is honestly you know, a better whole. way to consume it at this point. Like there's so many sketch comedy. Yeah. There's just so many misses in in all the episodes. Even the really good episodes of Mr. Show still have some real duds that are like very grating to watch. And in a show where like a clearly a huge part of like their particular approach is stretching out a bit as long and far as you possibly can. Yeah. Uh, yeah that can good. really backfire if it doesn't work. When it does work, it's amazing. Uh, right. And when it doesn't, it's like free me from this hell. Yeah. It's widely like it's it's memed, it's acclaimed one, but the way Bob Odenkirk says, just on July fourth of this year, America will blow up the moon, and then it's just like interviewing people <laughs> on the street, talking about like what it's going to be like when America blows up the moon. It's so good, it's so good, and yeah. So as we said, you know, in the first episode, which does it have a name? It might be called uh, Ronnie Dobbs. I don't think, or uh, whatever the fake disease was. It's called The Cry of a Hungry Baby. The Cry of a Hungry <laughs> Baby. Ian, Ian, can you confirm that Ronnie Dobbs is one of the backyard sports kids? Um, I don't think so. There's a Dobbs. There's like the Dobbs. Ronnie Dobbs post. is a backyard sport <laughs> kid. Okay. Is he named <laughs> the for second this? youngest in the kid the league behind Luan Louis? Uh, he was one of the first kids taken out of the series. They dropped his ass in Backyard Football 2006. Wow. This is where it's important for lore purposes. People need to know my first ever text message to Ian was about Lisa Crockett from the Backyard Sports Games. That is true. Uh, 
We um, Which one's, uh, is who Lisa we Clark are the one with like braces she, and stuff. She's got the big glasses and uh, yeah, yeah. her nickname is yeah. Mad Dog, and she's just like a monotone. She's like a Tina yeah. Belcher character, basically. Mad Dog. We. <laughs> What we are on the podcast is who Travis and I are in reality. I think that's true of all of us. But, like, the conversations Travis and I will get sidetracked on are the conversations. Like, like, Travis texted me I've yesterday. Never, just, I have never played up who I am yeah. on this show. <laughs> Travis texted me yesterday, no other things, just poo shited. That was it. Because Manchester United lost 4 nothing. That was all the text said. <laughs> Did not, I didn't even think even respond to my follow-up message about it. Just nope. let me know that that happened. <laughs> Uh, but yes, Ronnie Dobbs is also a backyard sports athlete. I have to imagine it is a reference. We could have a Patreon exclusive playing the first and last of long video game franchises that we don't think are going to have <laughs> revivals. They still make those, I think. Yeah, they always do. do that. Wow. That's the thing. Yeah, but that's yeah, video just game it. franchises like, never you know, end. They always we've done like we've done. Dexter, and that's coming back. So if something hasn't been made in ten years, and then later they decide to bring it back, yeah. like, well, what yeah. can you do? You're best off doing it with defunct game companies. So like, we could do NFL Blitz. <laughs> that that might be the only way we can do it, given that a Patreon with one sports. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The latest release was in 2015. That's an awfully long time ago. Yeah. For a game that used to be made every year. Culture has come a really long way since 2015. Yeah, like they, it would really feel like they would have to do a revival rather than just simply making a sequel. Hard yeah, yeah. backyard sports. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because it was like ninety-seven, ninety-eight, ninety-nine, two thousand, two thousand one, twenty-two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, fifteen. Mm. Yes, humongous entertainment still a uh, thing. The rights get sold to someone. I don't know. We don't have know. to do this to real. This is mm-hmm. a really boring one to people. I'm sure. <laughs> Now I had to double check back on back on back on comedy show. I had to double check whether something was the Ben Stiller show or the Dana Carvey show where this happens to, and it was the Dana Carvey show where there's the documentary on it, and it's Dana got Colbert. Carvey. No, this part is great because it's got you got Colbert and Steve Carell and Smigel, and they're all watching the promo for a very special episode of Home Improvement. Where it's like every parent's worst fear, losing their child, this week on a very special home improvement. You see all of these clips, and then at the end of it, it says, followed by the Diet Mug Root Beer Dana Carvey Show, all new episode. And they just are like (laughs) losing it seeing this clip. Because they're like, yeah, the ratings were fucking atrocious. And I was like, was that... I was like, was it the was it the Ben Stiller show that had it where it's like the dying child moment that where it's like some terrible thing was wow. the lead in? That's awesome. Bring back, bring back uh, companies just randomly sponsoring a whole television show like that. I, Give us the. I have a question for you guys before we move on. Steven, are you the one who sent me the Mystic Falls hoodie? Yes. <laughs> Is that my gift for watching Wife Swap? Yes. <laughs> I've been trying. I've been yes. trying to figure out since I got home, and then we came on here, and I was like, "That's it." Well, yep, uh, thanks. That's it. Uh, Congratulations. <laughs> uh, Jill knew about it. Did Jill not tell you? No, she. I asked who sent me this, and she was like, "I have no idea." <laughs> she either forgot or lied to you. It would be very funny if she. If she. <laughs> that, wait, that's actually is a that good. The Vampire hoodie. Diaries High School or something. Yes, it is. Okay. It, it is in fact the Vampire Diaries High School. Mister Show. Mister Show. 
with Bob. Anyway, you're welcome, Travis. It's going to happen. Sorry that it's late. That's okay. I've moved twice in the last couple of months. Like, I don't blame you for at least waiting until I'm here. Yeah, honestly, uh, Travis would have gotten mad at you earlier because then he would have had another thing to pack. And he's no yeah, longer moving guy. To, he's now he unpacking guy. vacuum another bag with another garment in it. Yeah, I'm no longer yeah. I'm no longer moving guy or unpacking guy. Uh, we was I was building furniture guy the last week. Uh, no, that's too specific. And now I'm relaxing. You, were, you yeah, you were that's probably pa- probably walking guy, process. or maybe uh, I don't know. You could have been driving guy, going to the grocery store guy. I've been going Target guy. Target no. guy. Uh, throwing uh, cardboard boxes away guy. Mister. Really big part of my last week. Show. Mr. Mr. Show. Show. Uh, Mr. Show. Let's get into the plot of this first episode. Travis, can you sing for us? Can you do... Can I do Hitler Sings? I can't remember the melody of it at all. You get the lyrics. Uh, It was like, when will I be loved? Uh, Something about looking through my window, because then the whole bit was that David confuses Hitler with Anne Frank because he went to public schools. So, I mean, this is a good musical moment. David Cross. Uh... This is a good musical moment. My favorite musical moment in the episode was the theme song to the fake cops show Fuzz, where it's like this yeah. like fake reggae thing, and then the guy going, "Naughty boys, naughty boys." <laughs> the least favorite musical thing is that we have to talk about Pucifer on this. No, that was funny too. I was not expecting that. <laughs> that was you, funny you know, too. Did you, Very strange. Did you look into it? I did not know it? it wasn't pronounced Pussifer. It is Pussifer. Did I look into it? It is Pussifer. I'm aware. It's I was yeah. aware already of them. It uh, is. Because uh, that is a tool side project. Yeah. And as much of a tool apologist as I am, I'm not going to yeah, apologize but- for the comedy offshoot band who have an album that I believe is called V is for Vagina. Yeah. It is. Uh, vagina is and then P- V is for Viagra, the remix. No, yeah. Travis, the thing is, if you looked into it, this was their origin. This is yeah, the announcement. Figured, this is the. Yeah. Okay. This yeah, is, yeah, that wait. I saw, I think, on Wikipedia for Mr. Show. was like, Pussifer formed Pussif- on this. Yeah, yeah. Was, what, we don't want to talk about Maynard James Keenan, his wine. I mean, yeah, we could talk about Merkin his, wines and, and everything. <laughs> Merkin cellars. His whole wine documentary, like, I'd say 50% of it is about Pussifer and, like, how much of a passion project that is. And he, like, pairs that against his passion project wine company where, like, James Suckling is there telling him about how I good his Sangiovese is. It's I bizarre. didn't know where Maynard. I did not know where Maynard James Keenan was from. He's from L.A., isn't he? I mean, Tools from L.A. Is where he was born? Because the where is he born? Where oh, he was born and lived he's the from, first. He's from like Jackson, Michigan. Where he, where he was born and lived the first four years of his life. Aurora, Ravenna, Ohio. Ravenna, Ohio. Oh fuck that! Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Show, the the weird thing about it is, it's one of these shows that's presented in front of a live audience, but it's mostly filmed. It's they would do. They would transition between filmed and and on stage sketches, and also do bits that were clearly filmed that were then edited into the live stuff. Because the first thing we see on this is Bob and David talking to the audience, and then Bob and David are in the audience playing characters, yelling at them to do different bits. Yeah, you about get it's, playing different characters. Uh, it, yeah, and it's it's the Monty Python style. I think the state also does it. Everything's linked. Mm-hmm. One will segue to the next uh, perfectly. I. I have to imagine they're shooting this partially on like camcorders and also partially maybe even on actual film because there's a definite, but you, you have that moment where it's like they'll go outside and it looks different. Yeah. Versus when they're in front, in front of the studio audience stuff. Yeah. Which is always jarring. Um, and then, uh, yeah, let's see. What do we, what do we, 
who we got that comes up? What, you know, what are these first ones? Because you got the singing. Well, there's the Ronnie Dobbs intro with the entitleitis. Entitleitis. Is he wearing a Foo Fighters hat also this whole time? I don't think so. I feel like probably no. Looks like this, the Foo Fighters logo to me. In this era, I feel like no. Foo Fighters are a year old at that point, so yeah. First Ron- album would have like just been out, but Ronnie Dobbs, Mr. Show. Oh, it's it's an IE. That's what's throwing me because I was previously searching the other one. Uh, do you know there was a movie called Run, Ronnie, Run? Yes, that was a, a whole Ronnie Dobbs movie. Yes, I'm sure it is the worst film ever made. No, that's it's Pat. I'm sure this is yeah, similar. It's gonna quality. take a lot to unseat it's Pat for me. Uh, what uh, what do we got name wise? Because that'll that'll help segue us because they do have all of the sketches. Yeah, cold open. Hitler sings slash guy in audience. Yeah, so that one. Also, this is where Rice becomes an all star because the first three seasons she's the person who goes, "Hey everyone, it's Bob and David," right? Well, she's also in the. She's in sketches too. Yeah, but like that is her first. Okay, her I first you know show, I showing up yeah. on this. I I clocked her when it was the she's the husband or she's married to Ronnie during the cops. You yeah. know, yeah, yeah, yeah. as they as they she's go across. She's very distinctive looking. Uh, there was several people I like did not catch that were on this in the credits. Like Jenny McCarthy is in this somewhere. Probably that sketch too. I'm not sure. Or just in the in the crowd. Yeah. Yeah, uh, could be. What do we got? We got Hitler sings guide audience hit by truck, asshole at party, watching VCR link. Is Jenny mm-hmm. McCarthy technically an all star now because of Penn and Teller bullshit? Oh shit! That uses Fuck. clips of her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think definitely. Absolutely. Uh, it's undeniable. Yeah. yeah. This is the, the spirit Hoist of the, the original jersey. war, too. It's the counts. fucking jersey. Two iconic duos Penn and Teller, Baba David. Yeah. Who's the pen and who's the teller? Um, David crosses the pen. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. yeah. Easily. <laughs> Yelling um, guy. As, but yeah, we, get we the start out. Of- we start out with like them coming on a stage and being like, "Hey, HBO paid for two random guys you don't know to do a show," which I thought was funny because it's people. They're very household names at this point. Yeah, like householdish, you know. Um, <laughs> it, it is. Yeah, it is funny. Yeah, you're right. No, they say this, and it seems like after tomorrow, people will be like, "I don't know, Bob Odenkirk, maybe the star of the greatest show of all time." Yeah, <laughs> like. Yeah, after being on the other greatest show, like yeah. he's on two of the greatest shows of all, most acclaimed shows that were ever made, playing yeah. the same character for a decade and a half, and David Cross on one of the most acclaimed comedies ever made. Yeah, uh, but at this point, it's like, who are these schmucks? Yeah, who is this fucking like weird guy that looks like a fucking you know '60s ad exec, uh, and also this dude that looks like he's in a terrible bar band at this era? Yeah. Uh, Bob Odenkirk really could have been Ma- could have been Don Draper. Yeah. It would have been fine. Would have been great. I would. I would say, based on his dramatic record record at this point, it would have been great. Has anyone here seen Nobody? The What If Bob Odenkirk was John nobody. Wick? No. The thing. No, I haven't. It's fine. Fine. It's fine. Ah. The th- it's fine. Like it's. It's. Isn't it, it also kind of like a history of violence, or it's like? Yeah, because he's got like a family, and yeah, it's, it's kind of yeah. like that. But uh, the nice thing about it is, it does posit a world where Christopher Lloyd is the adoptive father of Bob Odenkirk and the Rizza. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Cause Bob is like, I'll call my brother. And then like the Rizza's on the <laughs> other Rizza. end of the phone. And I just was like, yes, I'm in. 
And they're like, oh, dad's going to want to find out about it. And then it's just like, Bob! And I'm like, oh my god. Are there any Wu-Tang drops in that movie? or resumes? I... I mean, I know that I have a, a, a tremendous memory, but you were asking me to remember needle drops from nobody. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's a that's a push. A film that I mostly only remember these parts of. Mm. David Cross action movie win. Hopefully never. Okay. Wait, I'm trying to think. What's the closest thing to a David Cross action movie? That the exists? closest thing is that David Cross is in one of the greatest movies that has action of all time. Megamind. No, he's in Men in Black. Oh. Because he's the video oh, store clerk. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> my next guest was Pootie Tang, so you know. No, no, he's the video he's the video store clerk and then they flash him I, and then they're just like Cambodia, you're going to get some lobsters. And he's like, "We're going to go to Cambodia." Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's absolutely him. Well, in Pootie Tang, he's the guy that leads the instructional video on how to act like Pootie Tang. I cannot remember if they put him in blackface in that movie or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll Google image that real quick. If you search, so, uh, but, uh, <laughs> um, uh, if you search Mr. Show blackface, uh, there was a with Bob and David with blackface. Which oh, with is Bob worse. and David, I know it's worse. That was like 2018. Wait, with Bob and David, <laughs> I know it's worse. It's worse. It's worse. The Netflix follow-up had a blackface thing. Uh, David Cross is in blackface and booty tang. Um, but you know what? That show, the movie was written by black Stop. people. Stop! No, Travis, yeah. Travis. 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 <laughs> Not even the most problematic part of Pootie Tang. The problem is Travis. the director of that film. So, uh, so right. So then uh, we get Hitler singing as Anne Frank. And then th- th- these two guys start heckling. Um, and they kick Well, yeah, the they were taking out. suggestions. Right. And this guy starts heckling and they kick him out. And his friend, his guy, the friend's like, I didn't do nothing. And then it cuts to the friend. It's at this point that I, I'm starting to understand that they uh, do this thing where the transition between sketches is smooth and not rough. Like you don't get a, a, a blackout on any of the sketches. They are, there's always a thing that threads it into the next sketch. Yeah. Yeah. The Monty Python thing. As the Monty says. Python thing. So then those guys go their separate ways when they're outside. Uh, and the David Cross one goes into the next sketch and the Bob Odenkirk one walks away and keeps commenting on how things have changed, how everyone's changing around him, uh, including a caterpillar that's now a butterfly, and then wow. finally a traffic light, and then he gets hit by a truck. Listen, Goofy. if you gotta go, Goofy. that does not seem like a good way to go. And yeah, this is the priest, banana up his ass. Yeah, you know, I don't know. the classic. Slave, like, eating w- glass. We don't have to recap every sketch. What's David the next Cross one that hits for you? just like being as annoying as fuck. Yeah, he's awful in the sketch, and Bob Odenkirk's amazing in this sketch. Yeah. Um... Uh, that that sketch unhit and then hit at the moment where Bob Odenkirk ex- explained precedent. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what about the soliloquy at the end when the the spotlight is on him? Oh, yeah, that was pretty good too. <laughs> and then they, 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 the those guys like it's like it's implied that they were filming it, and then they're like, "Oh, check this out," and then it goes, "Oh yeah," then it goes to Ronnie. Um, I just I just I want to I want to be a little precise here with language. It's explicit. They point and say, we were filming this yeah. whole thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Just, I just and then, then we see the convenience store. Yes. Bob oh, yes. comes in and asks for change for a dollar, and it leads to the first in the really, really long extended bit style sketches that they did, where Dave Cross has and to check with his boss if he can get change for a dollar. Bob Odenkirk They make a lot of this goes, sound. Yeah, they'll go... <laughs> Stuff like that. Deeply, deeply annoying. Oh. I, I, yeah, ASM, ASMR I was ready to 
Some of those. I was ready to Steven. rate this one out of ten at this point. Mm. I was like, I was wrong about this show at this point. I loved I loved this sketch. This is this is the this is the chaos I like. <laughs> I loved that sketch. I thought uh-huh. that sketch was so really good. Yes, yeah, sir, cursive. Yeah, they go all the way up to the press of the United States. Uh, where it kind of abruptly changes tone because then it's the president and then like the head of the company going like, "Fuck you." Yeah. Jovially, and ultimately don't give the guy change. And that dollar that did, was going to go to Ronnie Dobbs. Me, that did remind me a bit of like Succession when whenever Logan Roy just like calls the president. Yes, that does happen frequently in Succession. Just every once in a while. Yeah, and then yeah, it was going to be Ronnie uh, that was going to get the dollar. Then a, a documentary then, filmmaker that yeah, is yeah. Then just, Bob shows up looking like young Steven Spielberg. No, uh, no, 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 no. That's David in the young Spielberg and that's not the Ronnie thing isn't it that's the no the documentary filmmaker starts talking about Ronnie because he's oh like, you're talking the British guy yeah there's the British guy that filmed him and then you have there's the kid no, that's Spielberg the, thing yeah later because I was thinking the one with the kid who sues the United States government because he didn't realize that if he spent money they'd take the money that was for a different thing yeah yeah that's yeah, where the, that's where get, the Spielberg look alike Bob doing an amazingly terrible British accent as if he's like, I was working for a television show called, what was it? What was instead for of fuzz fuzz and then it's yeah. fuzz in Las Vegas. And yeah, that's the cops parody. LA fuzz, I, think. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do like the different ways that they had David cross coked out, uh, and jumping out and him getting arrested and shouting. I was just make, I was just baking for my mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ronnie, Ronnie Dobbs oh, yeah. as a, as a bit is great. Like a guy who yeah. was on cops so often that he got famous for being drunk and getting arrested. That's a funny bit. Yeah, and so the location changing, it, and, but Juno, it being like Alaska. but it being like a week later seeing him <laughs> and yeah, it's like and then after a week, I was riding with them in San Antonio when I stumbled upon a familiar face. Attenborough does cops would be a perfect thing. <laughs> and yeah, the bit the bit is that Ronnie Dobbs. Uh, isn't getting drunk often enough to uh, to make the filmmakers any money anymore. Like his his lifestyle yeah, has has gotten so tame. Does cops he's still air? Rich. He's gotten his stuff to cops, his shit together, so and he's not. Cops a mess. is back. Do you want to know where it's he's airing? He's lost again? his fans. What is cops? You should know this from watching football games, actually, because this is how I know because it's ads for it. It airs on Fox Nation, the streaming service. Uh, of course. But why, why on earth would they put that there? No. <laughs> Is it cops? That, uh, cops reloaded. Oh, it's not that cops is back. It would seem that cops never stopped and now is on Fox Nation. Cont- yeah, now mm. it's on Fox. Nation. It's been on. It's been there since. It has been airing since 1989. Wow. This Jesus sucker has Christ. so many production companies. Um, okay. Well, that makes me feel good. I was worried that in a moment I was like, Oh God, am I gonna have to watch Cops? <laughs> no, I, I was worried. I was. Liv- I lived in a world for some time where we didn't have the TV show Cops, and yeah, I got scared. I need hey, to know what, what the gonna bad do boys are going to when, do. When they're no longer coming for you. All the bad boys, they have nothing to fear. This is the future Democrats want. No one coming <laughs> for the bad boys. Abolish, abolish cops. I'm always saying it. Just the show, though. Yeah. yeah. Not our beloved police departments. Yep. We should be filming them less. That's what's Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Then they don't get to, you know, they'll have all these impediments for them solving crimes. It's weird um, that they have a whole sketch about a Ronnie Dobbs movie, and then in real life they made a Ronnie Dobbs movie. It seems like at some point they would have been like, you know, this might be played out. But money is money. 
There's so little to the bit. This did seem like a one a one sketch bit. Yeah, yeah. This seems like a one sketch bit. This is probably like when they made fucking Night at the Roxbury or Pat or whatever. Uh, there, one of the IMDb credits is Saucy as effed up dog. Yeah. You know Doug Benson, uh, of course Andy Richter again. Yeah, I mean people that were just on the show mostly, and yeah. then also uh, David Koechner. Actually, he probably showed up on the show at some point too. Uh, yeah, and then we get Incubation Pants. I don't know. And episode ends. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that was. Incubation huh? Pants was a funny bit to end on to me. Yeah. I liked the, like, jarringness of that. Of The genes that get Bob you chicks. egg out of his crotch. Yeah. <laughs> the genes that help him. He didn't him pull hatch. an egg out of his crotch. He pulled a chick out of his crotch. Yeah, yeah, he pulled a whole chick out of his crotch. That's correct. Sorry. A, a birthed chick. Well, wasn't the thing that they would always pretend that there was, like, a, you know, a sponsor? For that show, yeah, like they, that. they they often did, yeah. I don't know if it was, yeah, always, but yeah, because like that first one ends with the you know incubation pants. Today's episode brought to you by that, and then the first one is the corporate retreat, or the final is the corporate retreat, yeah, and all of that. I don't know. I had a blast watching some parts of this first episode. Yeah, um, I yeah, wish I wish I would have watched sketch shows for you, like yeah. seven minutes of clips on YouTube. But would I watch more? I did so. I don't know. I I probably wouldn't watch more now. I wouldn't re. This didn't encourage me to rewatch Mr. Show. I I'm thinking about re. I'm thinking about watching Mr. Show for the first time. There was enough funny here that I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I could probably. It's often very I funny. Like the best this. sketches yeah. are fucking incredible. It's hard for me to imagine sitting and like binging a sketch show. Yeah. Uh, for sketch shows are tough. Like when when you, there's comedy, like sitcoms or whatever, like the stuff in between the stuff that makes you laugh isn't trying quite as hard so it's a bit less awkward like it's a bit more narrative and grounded and you're just like okay well this can just exist as is and then i'll laugh at the next part but when a sketch show doesn't make you laugh for like an entire bit it's it's a bit it's a bit rougher on the mind yeah i do wish that this show had aired in reruns on comedy central instead of mad tv during the years where i watched comedy central during the day all the time and i wonder how different my like i wonder how different my own sense of humor would be with that do you think you have a mad TV sense of humor? Travis? No, I think I have a good sense of humor, but <laughs> but but it's I, I would it be of even course it would be if informed by whatever you mad TV is this, yeah. yeah, Travis has a great sense of humor. That's why he's known for his beloved character, Mister Swan. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you look like a woman. <laughs> I, I created. <laughs> okay, that's better. I created Stuart. Uh, Created and then afterwards, you went on to become. Characters are on Mad TV. You, it's weird <laughs> because you did that all, and then everyone kind of forgot you were on it. You had your own show, and now you're the modern master of horror. Wow. God, he was on that. Jordan Peele was on Mad TV. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we know. Oh, I didn't so know. So was Keegan Michael Key. Mad TV was worth it because we got you know get out and dope in the end. Wow. Mad TV had plenty of people who are are decent alumni of Mad TV. Yeah, uh, like my like Alex Borstein, the voice of Lois on Family Guy. <laughs> Deborah Wilson, she's in the Wolfenstein games. <laughs> Nicole Michael Sullivan. McDonald, he got run over by a steamroller in Austin Powers. Wow, well, you're right. We can't get Halloween <laughs> kills. And he was on Clone High, so I do have to like him and Nicole Sullivan for that. Reason. I mean, Orlando Jones and Phil Lamar, both on the the first season. Phil Lamar, great I- alumni. Okay. Monsieur Program. Avec Bob A. David. You got any uh, other ones there? No, keep this up. Let's <laughs> yeah. keep going. No, that's the only language that I... The only other language that I can... Could you... Begin how about... With. Senior... Could you, could you say... Could you say... Um, 
No, no. What I want to hear is what is it? Patriotism. Pepper, uh, patriotism, yeah. professionalism. Yeah, in in French, please. I don't remember what any yeah. of those are in French. Liberty, uh, yeah, egality. Liberty, fraternity, egalité. <laughs> egalité. Professionalism. I miss when I was dating a French person. It's not that long ago. Even though she was stinky. <laughs> <laughs> was she that one? We'll always oh my, remember yeah, that. No, Travis has am I right. just stereotyping here or am I correct? <laughs> no, no, no. Travis has it right. That was, that was correct. Yeah. She was always miming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she would just show up with cheese or like a like, baguette in generally. like the basket of her bicycle she would occasionally say the most anti-semitic thing you've ever heard <laughs> you know are french people anti-semitic uh look at the le pen vote every year yeah. and it just seems like yeah probably well um, she hasn't gotten elected yet no but it just creeps up well and her dad before Matter that it's always just like it's like an increasing Increasing amount there. They're also just prone for conspiracies. Just think of like Marion Cotillard out there, like on Oscar, like you know, press tours, and they're like, "So Marion, what's up with you?" And she's like, "The moon is not real." And then like a you know, a guy just comes (laughs) just diving out of there and like takes the microphone away from her, and it's like, "Ask only the questions we've approved." (laughs) Marion Cotillard's just like this Bush. He did the nine eleven. Is that correct? I've said many times never buy albums from Polish or Ukrainian bands yeah. because they're Nazis. Yes. Like 100% percent of the time. Of the, time. Yeah. the French are like the solid third place in that. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of cool French bands though that are not like that, but definitely like their black metal scene is. You got to fucking watch out. Uh, That's a rough one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do your, do your research. Um, the finale of Mr. Show. Mr. Show. Just right off the bat, do you guys feel like it uh, wrapped up all the storylines that you were hoping to see wrapped up? I was really hoping to see a baby wedding death. Well, there was a death in this one. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) goodbye. I would say goodbye (laughs) really did. No destruction of the main set, unfortunately. Goodbye really did help me come to terms with this show ending. That that was my favorite line in either of the two episodes that we watched was the, like, I didn't I did get, get to, to say, say goodbye. goodbye. I did. <laughs> a lot. A lot. That that sketch is tremendous. Yeah. That, but all, like that the one... same the same deal of just like this just goes on forever. So if you're not <laughs> digging this, like good luck to you. That one was perfect for me. I mean, they both that one and the one we were sort of complaining or were divided on in the previous episode where it's like this is based on a real thing that I do think is a good idea for a bit. This yeah, one I funny. think hit a lot harder because yeah, probably one of one of my bigger just like uh, like minor annoyances in life is yeah, doing the goodbye and then walking in the same direction. I hate when yeah. that happens. So doing that for several minutes uh, it really did work. And the the awkward hug every time, just like the thing that I the thing that really frust- frustrated me was like I couldn't understand why like Bob Odenkirk was also called Robin Hood, but in a different universe, he was the son <laughs> of, uh, like, Fiona from Shrek, and and then, like, his dad's a dragon. I just, it was really hard for me to follow any of this. Yeah, everybody's got three names. Yeah, when David found Maui's hook, it was... <laughs> Yeah, and one. Josh Fenderman had to like believe. How could in, you even? How could you ever pick system? a more deranged show than that show? That's got to be like the peak <laughs> of 
of deranged media. I really like went and looked back, and I was like, "What is even close? Like drop dead diva, just a premise, maybe, but not an execution." I don't understand where. NGE, any, I guess. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand any of these complaints. It made perfect sense to me. It's I not mean, a complaint. it turned out. It turned out that Zoro was a dragon. Like, what's yeah. the big deal here, guys? I, anyway. I'm going insane again. We have to move. <laughs> yeah, can't do this. <laughs> this final episode of Mr. Show, which was after it got moved to like a different time slot and the ratings tanked. And, uh, Why do they do that? On its way out. It's just to cancel shows. People like It's like a soft cancellation. Yeah. yeah. Usually Put it's it an intentionally harder spot and then be like, wow, you guys are underperforming. Oh, well, I guess we got to cut it. But this opens with... Uh, the sort of setting is they're at a corporate retreat and these are like the comedians that were hired to entertain uh, everyone uh, like after breakfast or, or like whatever. At the, at, I don't know. I've never been to one of these things. I have a vague idea of what they're like. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're telling jokes about specific people at the company and then they start going too far and talk about how the Scott Adsit character uh, shit his adult diaper <laughs> on the golf course and then the other guy's uh, wife is fucking around. And then it turns out she's fucking around in porn. When yeah, they go to confront. Back all the way at the end of the episode. <laughs> no, bro. Oh, yeah, you're right. That that's where he finally yeah. does that part. I was like, no, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the end. Also very good. The theme of this episode is punching people in the face. That is a good thing theme. That Always <laughs> fucking funny. Yeah. Anytime <laughs> they're selling the punches, I ch- I chuckled. And the and the loud the stock punch sound is always funny to yeah. hear. Uh, <laughs> also, just people coming up punching you and then leaving is always really funny. I, to me. It's my dream to do that sometime. Like maybe I'm walking along with a group and I'm like, guys, I'll be back in a second. Give me a just chill here. I walk in, slug a guy at the bar, do like one of these, like shake my hand out. As you're coming back to meet everyone. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, guys, we can go. Perfect. I fully agree. It's just always funny. I always think there's the um, uh, Grand Budapest, uh, the way that he has people punch where it's like, right in front of the screen and they just punch people and then they fall over and there's just a part where then like they all just various people come in and punch one another and I'm like it's always good punching's funny yeah love a punch it's one of the funniest things you can if do you can take any, if you can take any lesson from this it's go out and punch somebody yeah everyone. it's funny it will be funny it it's will gonna be, be funny have consequences for you also, it's like yeah, except for except for when you hit a, he- a guy in the head and it's not okay. Hey, that's not okay. Yeah. You can't do because that because it hurts your hand really bad. You're, the head's full of bones. <laughs> can't do that. Uh, if you see some other people punching each other, always fucking funny. Like no matter the context Ireland, at all. Great country for that. Yeah. Boxing, the sport of comedy. That's right. Also, the other funny thing with punching is that like our hands aren't actually meant to do that. No, no, not no. Really. no you get, really bad. Yeah, I mean. And it, what's funny is, like, some people have punched people before and they're still choosing to punch. Because you're so... Like, what's funnier than a man overcome with emotion so much that he will hurt his hand to slam it into somebody's face? Matt, get into football, Matt, so you can watch the couple times a year where someone punches a guy who has a helmet on. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> that's so good. Every time that happens, it's so good. Oh, a thing that happens in Ireland a lot, you'll see in, like, videos that go around the internet of, like... F- fights that people are looking at because it's a bar that they go to a lot where they're like oh that's p max i was there yesterday oh that's a huge fight there um (laughs) 
Uh, the, the, one of the most common things you'll see is a missed roundhouse kick. That's always so good. <laughs> when you see a guy, like, if a you're drunk guy that happens so often. You see a drunk guy try a roundhouse kick, it never lands. Like, ever. But it's very funny to watch a that's guy like try the, to turn around and That's the adult kick drunk man version of like the kid that does anime moves at you. Right. Like, yeah. Don't try and... What are you, what are you doing? It's so funny. I remember like, the video of those people fighting and like Richmond, Virginia Beach or something like that and it's like you got that dude who looks like a, just a nerdy dweeb and then he just fully roundhouse kicks oh, the yeah, guy yeah, yeah. and That's the house an is doing video. the videotaping just starts going like screaming because the other thing <laughs> yeah. too is he does is he's like hit the guy once and then he taps him on the side and then he roundhouse kicks and they're just like <laughs> next week we're watching the first and last uh, world, world star, star! world star <laughs> world star <laughs> This we I think we all agree that this sketch is good, right? All of us think that. Which which sketch are we even talking about now? We're talking about the sketch with sketches. the punching in the face, where people That's are sitting several down sketches. And, oh, that doesn't matter. We can jump most, around. One, I think we agree is yeah, probably the highlight of the whole between the two is probably the the couple the that was broken sketch. up for a week getting back together. Yeah. But there's a lead into that, which is the the John Fenderman thing. Uh, because the corporate retreat, they're like, now we introduce John Fenderman and his band or whatever. At, who's playing him? Is that Ackerman or uh, I? I, could I, not, I couldn't. Yeah, tell. I couldn't place actually. I really did like his dance. I thought his dance was <laughs> like it's just that's one of those things where like you can teach comedy forever, but you're never going to teach somebody how to do a funny dance, like like that they the thing that they kept showing of him in the hat in the line, like doing his like. It's hard Podcast. to come up with a fu- to, yeah. It's hard to pick a funny dance. It's hard. Physical comedy is hard because you do need to like truly like let go of yourself in like a different way than than telling jokes. And Steven, you're Elaine cool. dancing right now. Yeah. Okay, but like you know what the dance I'm talking about, right? I yes. do, but also it's an audio medium, it, like, so I was providing times. visual references for people listening. Yeah, you could all YouTube the John Thunderman bit on uh, on Mr. Show. I Good guess. name. Um, yeah, I keep I keep wanting to say John Fetterman every time I see it. And <laughs> that makes sense. Be, uh, wild to see. Uh, Winning a lawsuit because the government didn't explain that when you spend a dollar, it is no longer your dollar, is a, <laughs> is a pretty good bit. The most American thing I can imagine would be if that lawsuit had happened. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I also, just before, I, I like the the, uh, the movies that he was in with the fake Spielberg yes. were things like Bikini Tour 87 or yeah. whatever. They had something, they had a blank two electric boogaloo joke in 1998. Yeah, I was like, that joke. When did Breaking Two come out? <laughs> it's so, like, it's like the most overdone joke on the planet, maybe. Blank two electric boogaloo. In the, yeah, now it's associated with a fascist movement. Like, it's a whole... It, yeah. Oh, it's from 1984. I was going to say, it's the so, 80s, right? Okay. Did you know Ice-T's in that movie? Uh, huh. I feel like now, though, we've slowly started replacing the breaking two, or the blank two electric boogaloo with two blank two... Yes. Two <laughs> X, two Y. Do you know Breakin' and Breakin' 2 both came out in the same year? Listen, when the students... So what? Like <laughs> they, so people like, were wild. doing a lot of coke at the time. That's no, 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 wild. man. I mean, how much, really quick. how much they make? You know, first one they're like, "This is a fucking phenomenon. We gotta, we gotta do this. We gotta ride this hot hand." I mean, Breakin makes thirty-eight million against one point two million. It comes out in May, eight months later, uh, seven months later. You got one in time for Christmas, and it still made fifteen on three. It was still a quintuple 
Oh, also, there's a mid credit <laughs> scene where Special K, Ozone, and Turbo meet and informs them of a new phenomenon called the Electric Boogaloo. So I'm choosing to believe... <laughs> that was the first extended universe. I'm choosing to believe that, like, Samuel L. Jackson shows up and he's like, there was once yeah. an idea. An electric boogaloo. Did they film these at the same time? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's like, um... um Armand White considered Break Into Electric Boogaloo to be superb. And well, Roger Ebert gave it a three-star <laughs> rating. I love finding what Armand White thought of things. Let's um, not. Let's not talk about <laughs> Armand White. You know what? And you know why Ebert probably... What did you say the rating was? Uh, are there big titties in it? Is that what Ebert <laughs> I was about to say... <laughs> Man loved a few things, and Tig Old Biddies was one of them. <laughs> anyway, so we, we're gotten the into the sketch, sketch yeah. where where um, Bob Odenkirk uh, is sitting there, and he's sitting there with his partner, who he's just gotten back together with after they broke up for a week. And he says, "I didn't really do anything. I just sat crying." And she's like, "I took. I started taking a Tex-Mex class. I signed and up for a Tex-Mex class. Uh, yeah, I signed he up." Keeps he keeps asking her about this Tex-Mex class. Meanwhile, all of the people that he has deeply affected in the last week come by and mostly punch him. Yeah, they all punch um, him in the face. Including, including the brother of the person that he left at the altar, uh, <laughs> the people in the band who he left for the His person Christian that Christian New he, Wave rap band, yeah. 2001 A New Wave Odyssey. When, 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 Odyssey. <laughs> when Bob... Uh, when... when <laughs> When Bob Odenkirk gets punched by David Cross on that, and then Scott Ackerman in a bad wig, it just, like, <laughs> reads from the Bible. I was, like, really, really <laughs> loving good. that part. Yeah, that's pretty good. And, yeah, the Christian rock band punched him for leaving for that for a woman, and they're like, they're, you were in a band and broke it up for this woman? He goes, no, it was for Crystal uh, uh, Rockers. I'm sorry. Again, they kept calling her, like, a Jezebel. It was yeah, far yeah. more Part fun. Yeah, Crystal, was what a, was it? Crystal what? Crystal Knockers. Crystal Which knockers, right. is a terrible job contest to him. That is a terrible porn star name. Yes, it is. And you, you, that is yeah, and then you like, find out that... He, hearing he, Travis say it now is what I realized it is a joke on. At least yep. in my brain. That uh, he beat Crystal Knockers in a blowjob competition, I, which I, is later defined as who could give the most people blowjobs. <laughs> um, and then the, the boyfriend of the porn star punches him in the face for embarrassing his girlfriend. Um, the the thing I realize is the um, uh, is uh, when you said crystal knockers, I thought you were about to say crystal knocked. <laughs> no, I don't think it was a crystal. I bet knocker. I bet they were like, what's the most distasteful name that we can get past them? Crystal <laughs> oh, knockers. No. That's that sounds like a David Cross joke. That sounds like a David Cross joke. <laughs> no. Travis, in the first uh, episode, he was he yes, put on a Hitler mustache yes. and sang. David Cross is also Jewish, for what yeah. that's worth. I'm just um, saying, it seems like a thing <laughs> that would be up his alley. Yeah, are we missing any of the other things that he did in the time during the week? They named a drink after him called the Ultimate Cocksucker or Ultimate Dick Sucker or something. <laughs> yeah, this uh, this is perfect. And Bob Odenkirk sang the words. When, the when she dick says sucker, like they have this yeah, drink and then says his name, and he goes, "No, it's the Ultimate Dick Sucker." He's extraordinary in this sketch. <laughs> then. He starts getting mad at her for finding out she did actually... Her, she didn't just sign up for Tex-Mex. She did do a one-day intensive course on it. And she has mesquite on yeah. her. This this performance that he gives in this sketch is as good as any moment in Better Call Saul. Right. <laughs> the thing is, he's just like he's just like a good actor. Yeah. Well, so the, like, the problem is, the, is that his, those are only his second greatest performances. Then they, they're tied for it. No, I mean, right. How has <laughs> it taken us this long before we could say my little women? 
But no, uh, number one, I own every type of classic car. I am I'm married, and I don't live in a hotel. It's so good. Bob Odenkirk. So in. I feel like good. the last. I feel like the Better Call Saul finale tomorrow might reveal that that's the next Saul identity. That would be great. Is if he is the guy <laughs> in. I think you should leave. Just sitting there, just being like, that's that is comedic perfection. Just for anyone who hasn't seen the sketch, who's listening, basically the the premise of the sketch is from. I think you should Tim leave the, 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 the yeah. I, I think you should leave with yeah. Tim Robinson in case we didn't it's say it. It's a Netflix sketch. Yeah, uh, yes. it's, it's a Netflix show. Clarkson There's a sketch Martin. where it, um, it's called Diner Wink, where he, his daughter asks him for ice cream. This is um, Tim Robinson's daughter asks him for ice cream, um, and he's like, actually. When it gets too cold outside, they can't run the machines because the machines get too cold and can't make any ice cream. And he winks at this other guy, and the guy's like, "Yeah, that's true." And then and then continue and is like, "I'm gonna like, I'm gonna join this this little white lie to not to not have this girl eat ice cream to make that them both to live a fantasy where I am cool and this guy has to like I have I own every <laughs> type of classic me car. Being cool. I own every type of classic car. My I wife, have, she was a model. Wife, I used to have a poster a of her. I didn't want to get married to her. She asked me. She's yeah. sick, <laughs> but she's going to get better. Just the it's way. Cool that the, the first part of that happened to Dwayne Wade, which is interesting. Um, this is like, it's all, it's so funny. That, that's it's I, the best. That is actually it's my, the best. I, that's my favorite. I think you should. He, he sells it so well as he just sits he there. He has like, a so deep so sadness well. within him that he so has cultivated boy. in his Breaking Bad Better Call Saul run. <laughs> so good he's so good i mean also again though david cross is uh, it's tobias and that has some of the funniest lines of all time they've done great for themselves yeah but i I really didn't like the Marilyn monster thing very much but that's mostly was that mostly because of also modern knowledge of Marilyn manson where you're just like oh this feels weird because that was what was hit me 1998 that they're doing Marilyn manson yeah uh, parody i mean i thought it was still pretty funny because it wasn't really about that it was about him running the pizza company and doing the the employee training for it and how insane it would get. Yeah, uh, I did think about. I did really think about the idea of a, like I, I sat on the idea of a restaurant where when servers su- screw mess up. up, yeah, they they have they get publicly shamed in the restaurant. <laughs> like we're not that far from that. Yeah, uh, right. that like, is absolutely just a thing that happens when you work in restaurants. Maybe not with the blood diaper, but like. But like comic, but like comically shamed. So Not like a, like rever- a reverse, at, but like a reverse we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna pie you in the face. We're gonna throw you in a dunk tank. Yeah. We're gonna give you a public swirly. Yeah, you, like you're created the worst place to work of all time. <laughs> 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 like truly the most evil restaurant that there is. <laughs> hey, I mean, he's a monster, Marilyn Monster. I feel like they could have gone a little harder on the name. Yeah, I don't know the idea of like. Um, this is a rule-breaking establishment. Get out there and have fun, but actually don't break any of the rules. Actually, like, don't break any rules. Serve yeah, pizza in the serve the pizza slice in the correct way. And I like that the that the it ends with just like and that's it. Those are the two things you have to do. You got to wear your costume and you got to serve the first slice of pizza, and then the sixteen peas. The sixteen peas. That that was pterodactyls great. are cool dinosaurs to discuss with your customers. We I I knew that was going to be the one you'd bring up, uh, and the one for yeah. Steven. I was going to get, and the one for Steven is impress. Because <laughs> that's you're you right. when you're that's you. You're right. when, that's the funniest one. Yeah, it's, and, it, and it, that's your style when you've been like tasked with coming up with six of something. Like the fifth one is where you really stretch it, or whatever. Oh. 
And then we get then we get a, a pretty there's truth a in pretty it, spectacular know? bit. Uh, I mean, there's like little in betweens, but the but the the, the guy is go, going the same direction thing. Yeah. Hope it's not five years till we see you again. Yeah, they get the awkward hug down, all the stuff, and then yeah, getting the elevator, getting to the parking garage. I got a little confused at the suddenness of the like. So correct me if I just was bad at watching a sketch comedy show. But oh boy. The, uh, when they're like get to the gas station and Bob Odenkirk shows up, but then he just goes and hangs out with the other guy, and then suddenly Jay Johnston's like, "Where is he?" Yeah, and then it's he's no, dead the no, next day. I, yeah. I totally got. I totally got that. Basically, it was like you you have this distinct feeling because of the fact that they get to the they get to the quickie mart at the same time. Whatever. Quickie, quickie Mart. Mart. Fuck me. Um, <laughs> Apu's they get there. To the, yeah. They get to the corner store, the bodega. It depends on where you live. Um, <laughs> at the same time. Uh, they call. Uh, it, they you call know how good it would be if Stephen revealed that Quickie Mart is what they are universally just called in Ireland? <laughs> well, uh, I was about to reveal what they're universally called. Okay, come on. Yeah, what are they I was it's about to reveal you. what they're universally it's called in Ireland. Um, uh, they're... Uh, Convenience of Marty's. Um, yes. <laughs> As revealed by Riley O'Reilly yeah. in early oh. edition, they are all called Convenience O'Martis. <laughs> oh, uh, what, what are they called? Uh, garages. What? Yeah. Garages. Yeah. It's the word garage. But they yeah, say yeah. Irishly. <laughs> and then and then referred to those like open late, you get cigarettes and snacks kind of place. It would be a garage. Garage. Uh, I was listening to uh, the Weezer Blue album recently, and I was like, "Is in the garage a song that really struggles to hit with UK and Ireland listeners?" Because he says in the sounds... garage. Yeah, like uh, if you had to cover pro- that song, nobody pronounces it that way in America either. It's two syllables, but he says garage. But it at least ends in. He says G apostrophe. My mom right. says garage. G R O D G E. I've not thought about that <laughs> song in a minute. I try but not to think about Weezer. References. I that's think fine. You think about it often. It distinctly rhymes with the word dodge. The way that yeah, uh, that's Robert's how my mom says it. it. Also, I hung out with a guy that's. I hung out with this this guy named Richard over the weekend who looks so much like Rivers Cuomo that I decided not to say it because it yeah, was one of those to, things where I was like, where I was like, I was like, like it was like, oh, if if he kind of looked like Rivers Cuomo, I would have probably said it, but he looked so much like Rivers Cuomo, I was like. I just was his name and Richard Cuomo, and he was just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you actually were hanging out with name. Rivers. He was just like really trying not to draw attention to it. He was like a big nerd. He had like a Sonic tattoo and like a foxhound tattoo. Is he about fifty years old? Uh, no, actually, he's probably like thirty. Is he complimenting his canceled Broadway residence? <laughs> Relatively close to our age, TBH. <laughs> Did you, well, what you would do is be like, you look like Buddy Holly. Then you're doing wow, yeah, Hey-o. a way better bit. Heyo, that's good. Anyway, yeah, so so like they get to the garage, uh, <laughs> get to the garage, <laughs> get to the garage, and then they're like, this is ex- this is this is so ridiculous that we're not, I'm not even gonna go in because like that's too much. Yeah, actually, I have a candy bar at home. Times. I actually don't. I actually don't need to go in here and get a candy bar. And then, and then like when they run into each other again, he's like, he's like, he's so ready to be like, Ugh, not again. But then when he, when the guy's like, Oh, I'm actually seeing my other friend. Then he feels jealous. And he's like, Oh fuck. Actually. Yeah. Like, but then literally know. the next second is like acquaintance dies. So I was like, did I miss something? 
Well, he he finds the blood stain and cries right. out. Yeah, <laughs> beloved acquaintance die. A friendly oh, acquaintance yeah, dies. Friendly acquaintance the newspaper dies. is very funny. <laughs> I like the idea of being friendly acquaintance to all. Like everyone's like, oh damn, that guy. I have no meaningful friendships. At yeah, all. just, just a sad, sad okay, life of only being like an acquaintance. Jesus, Jesus fucking but... Christ, people! You knew what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> The next sketch, which was just like, we filmed amateur porn with your wife, is my least favorite kind of humor in the world. I just didn't see it. Uh, this one's pretty funny. The fact that they ended it with, but the fact that they ended it with the guy who was like, whose like, job it was to just tell people when to stop doing oh, stuff. Oh, right. That yeah. bit is funny. Um, yeah. I was like, oh. Marilyn, it's uh, time for you to call, cut the short. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, they've called off the execution. Yeah. You can <laughs> no, pull out good now. stuff. You can pull out now was the one where I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I, th- I thought it was wild that they did you can pull out now and then I it's time for the bar to close. Like I was like, this yeah. is yeah. not heightened. Like this is <laughs> like <laughs> this is the opposite. Yeah, order I was of, like, I was like, what am I, what is about to happen when they open that door? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that was Mr. Show. Are we like missing anything else? I wish we'd gotten some Brian Post saying. And did we th- I liked it, like yeah. he might have appeared in the background or something yeah. and he wrote stuff. Yeah. And I, and I felt the same way with like PFT where I'm like I, you know, I didn't see him yeah, on screen. Similar. I didn't see, I didn't see I that didn't really dandy catch man. Silverman. Did she show up? I thought she might have been in the first one for like a second. Uh, but no, I, I wanted to see, you know, that that dandy little little fella. Paul F. Tompkins is the reason uh, why I use the phrase soft clothes which is where he refers to what he wears when he's not out and about in his public persona where, you know, he... He's in a suit all the time. Yeah, dr- yeah where he dresses like, you know, he's uh, about to head to the Kentucky Derby. Soft clothes. Great on uh, his one That's curb Mr. episode show. that he did. So is Bob. So is Bob. Uh, yeah, great show. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun to watch it. Go out you know, there. It was, it was, you, I, I think uh, I might watch more. Yeah. I think I might watch this. Watch yeah. more. Go out and find the uh, the eliminated sense removed blackface sketch from with Bob and David and watch that <sighs> Patreon episode we talk about the top 10 blackface episodes of TV shows that were taken <laughs> off <laughs> here's Tina uh, Fey yeah. again when we finally do the man show is there uh, a lot of blackface on the man show there's an infamous image in the man show of Jimmy Kimmel uh, as Carl Malone oh god um, from the man show I believe not the reason to make fun of Carl Malone. There's so many other things yes, that you can exactly. criticize him for. <laughs> Everything about Carl Malone. Well, they're Mine probably steps. criticizing her, him for other things, but also no. just doing blackface. And yeah. You're, you're talking about the man show here, Stephen. Yeah, that's that's right. my feelings. I just no. feel like... I, okay. All right. Fair enough. Right. So that was Mr. Show. Next week, Matt, yeah. you promised us a doozy. A doozy. Uh, a doozy. Next week, what do, what do we got? Next week, we will be listening to and then watching the seminal television show Gunsmoke. Okay. <laughs> we talk about that a lot as like the one of the longest running long. TV yeah. shows ever, uh, but it started as a radio show. Yeah, it did do that. Yeah, that's why we did Lassie instead. Uh, who here wants to talk about Gunsmoke? Who here knows the least about Gunsmoke? It's probably Steven. It's always Steven. I feel like we all know equally little about Gunsmoke. I don't know much about Gunsmoke other than that it yeah. started on the radio and it ended in 1994. And I uh, I know two things. I, I know two it, things I, about Gunsmoke. Yeah. Okay. I could do it because Steven did last week for okay. my pick. All right. Travis, tell me everything you think you know about Gunsmoke starting now. 
Gunsmoke uh, was a Western radio program slash TV show that was, uh, until The Simpsons surpassed it, the longest-running TV show. And... It might have been part of that whole CBS rural show stuff, but it could not have been. Uh, there's a guy with a cool mustache in it, I'm certain. Um, <laughs> and we're going to call that time. Spin-off. The two things that I knew about it, and both of these people had cool mustaches. One person who was on Gunsmoke, and if he is in either of these episodes, will be an, as you know, all-star. That's right, the fat man himself. No way. Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> William Conrad. Holy shit. Okay. So that's, I, I honestly assumed that was part of why you were thinking of it. No. Um, it really and then, came out um, nowhere. Yeah, and then um, uh, um, uh, Burt Reynolds, I think, was on Gunsmoke ah. at some point. Like, I, think, I think he got a start. And the final there. episode of Gunsmoke that we do is TBD at this time. <laughs> There's a 1994 television movie, or there's the final episode of season 20, which aired in 1975. Okay, I would I would probably do the 75 thing, but, but we'll make it I work. Mean, we'll like, figure it out. It might be more fun to talk about the gap between, you know, when is the radio? Uh, bit? hang on, 1940 something. Dude, if one of these guys appears in one, of, I'm looking over the Gunsmoke cast. 19, there's one 1952 to 1994 would be the the jump okay i'm i'm looking over the Gunsmoke cast and counselor hammond from the matrix reloaded and matrix revolutions was in it and if that guy shows up matt and i are going <laughs> to talk about the matrix for two and a half hours <laughs> so get fucking ready yeah they're gonna send me to an old folks home the moment i start just searching gun smoke <laughs> on the spots where you're I gonna do. get very <laughs> funny ads yeah that was mr show next week is gun smoke this was as you know i'd like to thank you for listening Rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, all of that jazz. Thanks, as always, to our wonderful producer, Matt Isiani, for his work week in, week out. Steven, can you take us home? Mr. Blows, more like it. 